This is Garnet. Back together. The two of us ain't gonna follow your rules. Come at me without any of your fancy tools. Let's go, just me and you. Let's go, just one on two. Go ahead and try, hit me if you're able. Can't you see that my relationship is stable? I can see you hate the way we intermingle. But I think you're just mad cause you're single. And you're not gonna stop when we go together. fuck is up dealers i'm trying something near the what the fuck is up dealers hello and welcome to pod of greed the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh podcast officially sponsored by the kaiba corporation hello i am your host sarah and whenever i am dealt 3800 points of shock damage in a huge cloud of smoke when the smoke clears i am lying face down dead on the beach but that's no reason that i should forfeit this duel who else do we have in the house? Uh, I'm Argyle, and damn, girl, are you are you Cyber Dark Dragon? Because you're giving me heart palpitations. Fuck! Oh, God! <laughs> Rip. Uh, I'm Dan, a.k.a. Uh, the student of uh, the uh, martial arts uh, dual academy of puppy shipping. <laughs> Call an ambulance! <laughs> You're so right. And this week, and possibly for the only time this season, unless we can find further people who are experts in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 4, because I refuse to explain the whole plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX to yet another guest, um, we have a special guest this episode. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm David. I do things on the internet as Dr. Keiki, and um, it's me. I'm your rival, your enemy that you've had the whole time. Remember me? Oh no, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> You're from uh-huh. the rival school of martial arts that we've exactly. known about this whole time. Mm-hmm. You're here to finally reclaim honor for your for your school. Yeah, honor. reclaim honor for your yeah. school after you won the Cup of Green 2022. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I already reclaimed my honor. I won yeah. the Cup of Green. <sighs> well, very welcome to the podcast. It is uh, exciting to be here. Good shit, good shit. Um, well, as we ask all of our guests, what is your history with the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise of products? Um, well, uh, I started out as a tiny child um, watching Yu-Gi-Oh! on the kids' WB. And I remember their mascot was a sock. Um, and really? Yeah, kids' yeah, WB, I, their mascot was like I a talking rem- sock. I remember that being... Being a thing they did at some point, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten all about it, and then I think one of the guests or something like that brought it up, and it like all came flooding back into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I-, I watched Yu-Gi-Oh for a little while, but um, the problem is uh, that Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Monsters has these really stretched out duels, and also uh, the schedule was kind of weird, and they would like you wouldn't know if they were putting out a new episode every Saturday or if it was a rerun. So I got Mm. bored. (laughs) Um, Mm. (laughs) And then several years later, like the first year of high school, no, a little before that, I uh, was like going through our old VHS tapes and found them. And so I wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! again. Solomon Moto on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so I was watching these old VHS tapes, which now that I think of, like, nowadays are probably more valuable for, like, having, you know, ads from 2002 oh, on them. Yes, oh, yes, please. God. I love to see old advertisements. Holy shit. Oh, that, that's a good shit. Uh, 
Yeah, but I was, uh, you know, so that sort of got me interested again. And um, so then in high school, I watched through, um, at that point, that was close enough to the present that four kids just had all the episodes online. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and so I watched that. It was great. I went through, let's see, how did it go? Yeah, then I went on to GX, which was great in a different way. GX is very special to me because um, that was, season four was the first anime I ever watched in Japanese. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Yeah, it was a very strange transition. Moved on to, to 5Ds, which of course is great. Um, I was in high school, and so <clears throat> I was watching it as it came out. And I started playing the game with my friends and also people at school um and I transitioned to playing online because cards are expensive um and at a certain point i sort of ended up losing interest in both uh i i don't i don't think 5ds is great zale is good i don't really like anything after that and um i also don't really like playing the game after that so um Mm-hmm. But all that stuff that... that I did watch still has a very <laughs> oh, well, special place. Okay, wait. Oh, yeah, playing the game after that. Because I was like, damn, yeah. you won our card tournament and you don't like playing the game? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Like, the <clears throat> like uh, Cup of Greed is fantastic because I get to play, um, you know, in a, the game in a previous state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I'd been there for uh, Dual Monsters because that would have been, oh. been weird. I've never played that that uh you know that style of the game before maybe, is we, there... maybe we could go back and like do a, a legacy legacy tournament or something I don't <laughs> know. so this week we watched two episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh gx which you know um david is there any particular reason you picked these ones um not especially i love pretty much all of season four um having watched the whole season again recently to in in preparation for this um i would say that there are four episodes of season four i don't like but i love all the rest um so i just sort of went through and was like ah what are some episodes i could say a lot about and i was like ah these ones seem fine cool mm-hmm. out of these, curiosity, are some, these are some pretty good episodes i did quite like these yes yeah out of out curiosity of were two of those four episodes you didn't like the ones we watched last week no that was actually um you know i i i the um so for the for the folks at home, date of recording is also the date of release of the last episode. So I listened to that this morning. I actually really liked those episodes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I liked them too. I thought they were good. All right, I I had a fun time with them. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything uh, 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 contradicting that in the episode. Yeah, they were okay. I just remember <laughs> derogatory. Yes, I just felt uh, they were a little weaker compared to every the episodes before them and the episodes after them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I know. Anyway, what we are talking about this week is episode 163 and 64. Episode 163 is called A Challenge from Jinzo. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm excited just, just seeing that. I love I love I, to see Jinzo. I fucking, I'm so glad Jinzo's back in such Remember a big when way. Jinzo appeared as like an electricity ghost with a hat? Yes! And he, he, and he was just a Jinzo. guy. He was just a guy. Anyway, they remembered the... one plot thread, but they didn't remember that one. Anyways, that hey, is not hey. the, the what is happening here. This Remember who's hey, hey 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 speaking people being back. Hey um hey hey hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Guess who is it fucking dead? Shepard. 
Oh, wait, no, not Shepard. <laughs> the other guy. I mean, he's not. He does, in Shepherd's fact, Shepard's also not dead. Although, <laughs> at first, I was like, oh, shit, is Shepard dead? Because his helicopter crashed. No, it's a certain boy who, uh, well, a certain man who uh, played card game uh, kink so hard that he uh, his uh, heart exploded. He's back. We all thought that he didn't practice safe kink, but in fact, he did practice safe kink this whole time. Twist of the fucking century. He unexploded his heart. Yeah, he washed up on a beach and he's normal now. Debatable. One thing about this <laughs> is that, so, you, d- you don't see it until, like, near the middle of the episode. But yeah, he, he didn't come back with everyone else. He washed up on the beach somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, did he warp back in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> I yeah. guess. He spends, he just spends a lot of these episodes, like, in a wheelchair, sitting, looking out at the horizon, like, with a little blankie over him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, we'll get to that, but, uh, yeah, let's start the recap. Um, yeah, the episode starts, uh, Commander Shepard's helicopter has been, has crashed? I don't know how it crashed, because it's like- I mean, crashed- yeah, I assume that mm. that the Inotsume, the guy in this episode, because he's like oh, a ninja guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they say it like once. <laughs> he threw a shuriken into the road. I had place. to like, look it up on the wiki and write it down so mm. I wouldn't forget. Argyle. You've done more than me. Yeah. And perhaps both of us. He's. I've just put him down as discount to Montkashu. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, I've uh, never watched G-, G Gundam. I mean, he's, yeah, he's kind of got like the red scarf sort of thing and the big hair. Not really, though. Um, I think the fact that I don't really know what Domonkashu looks like is yeah. uh, adding to this. <laughs> this is what he looks like mm-hmm. in my mind. Fair Rotating him there. Based on me listening to Argyle and Audrey. Yeah, so since he's like a buff ninja, I assume he. I don't know, maybe he. I mean, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. He probably threw a card at the helicopter. And True. Crashed. I said threw a shuriken. He, yeah, he would have thrown a card into the rotor blades, and that fucking jammed them up, and he crashed. There I we mean, go. He he does, like, card sniper Ryu, like, later, like, through an open window. Yeah. He does do this. Um, it, it embeds into a table. Yeah. Um, yeah, his name is Makoto Inatsume, and he is a master of the Jinzo art. Now, of course, I missed the episodes where we discussed the cyber art, yes. the competing... In- in my subs, it is the uh, the psycho art, uh, right. the psychic art. Uh, you know that that does make me think of like fucking M Bison's Psycho Crusher. <laughs> so I'm seeing where it's coming from. This guy does. Yeah, well, it's uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's named after uh, you know Jinzo is Jinzo Ningen Psycho Shaka. Because mm-hmm. so. later, I think later on in the episode, because like you know throughout my subs, it's all just called the Jinzo art, mm-hmm. but like. Whenever he does summon Jinzo, like that's it's they're sort of like, oh my god, this whole time the the Jinzo art was based on the card Jinzo the whole time, and like <laughs> the duelists seem kind of shocked, and I'm like, okay, hang on, what have they been calling it like in the dialogue? Because the subtitles just said Jinzo, which kind of spoils mm. that, I guess. Yeah, you gotta um, you got you gotta learn to experience the subs with all your senses. Damn, nah, country roll just spoiling spoiling. <laughs> Uh, Couldn't be me. Yeah, what happens? He's, um, he's the master of a competing dual martial arts school, uh, and he defeats Commander Shepard easily in a duel. But it's not—it's not enough because obviously Shepard is not the true master of of the cyber school. He wants to beat Zane, uh, who conveniently has washed up on a beach and is just kind of hanging out in a wheelchair. He's fine. 
He's normal. His heart has unexploded miraculously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to briefly comment in this uh, opening scene. Um, <clears throat> this is one of the one of the sort of small things that I think really works about GX in general and this season in particular is like this like very tight introduction where you're you're immediately presented with a mystery you're presented with a crashed mm. helicopter and you know like uh commander shepherd you know defeated and you're like you're immediately presented with this dramatic mysterious situation i think it's you know this well constructed for drawing in your interest hmm. yeah so after the op we sort of cut over to where rio is convalescing show is like visiting him they do some talking and reminiscing and stuff i'm actually gonna Um, have to stop you immediately because uh i have a question for everyone does anyone know where this is on the island Yeah, this is like a weird cool new room i guess this is like like an inpatient housing like he's he's in the he's in the dueling hospital right now fonda fontaine is so you can the dueling hospital which looks like a ufo i think after all the shit that happened last season they put it in that's what i think i'm wondering like have we seen this building before and forgotten yeah i just kind of you can see in the overhead um like it's far away from the main dual academy building it's on like the other side of the island yeah it's like built into the volcano i think it looks like um it looks like something from the incredibles movie i don't know why you know it kind of does yeah yeah Yeah, it's kind of got that art deco sort of look to it Uh, yeah i kind of completely glossed over that this is not just the main dual academy building and this is a separate one that we've never seen before yeah like they barely go to the main dual academy building in these like we just live in the hospital now because all our duelists are getting injured so much yeah but yeah, this little uh, show Rio dialogue sequence is interrupted because Rio gets a phone call on his flip phone. The, well, okay, they're they're reminiscing uh-huh. about the the last duel that he had before he graduated with Jaden. Remember when we flipped out about how big the numbers were getting? Mm. Um, I flipped on again, and he just, just looking at this. He just asks Cyrus. He's like, "Hey, are you still the guy who sucks?" Are you still like <laughs> dog shit at dueling and just like a big pussy? Like, what? Are, what's your deal, man? <laughs> And Cho says, well, I'm wearing blue, but yes, I still suck. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I am the guy who sucks. Uh, There's actually, again, there's something kind of significant here where um, Cho mentions Asuka going to dual college. And I think this is sort of, uh, I mean, obviously it's continuity with the previous episodes, but I do think it's, uh, you know, it's sort of creating um, sort of what this pair of episodes is about. First of all, it creates the sense of movement of change because she's going somewhere the show is mm-hmm. also going to go change um and yeah. that's what these episodes are about yeah yeah, yeah. and and then I, of course rio just says it's your turn to change now so that, yes. that makes it explicit too <laughs> yeah you have you haven't really changed much no matter how many times you say hey i'm gonna be the big man now you never really accomplish much mm. have you thought about changing that I do appreciate that they make sure to like sales the themes out loud at the end of the episode in case we <laughs> miss them. Um, mm-hmm. So the things that happen because I'm going to drag us through the plot here. Um, uh, Rio gets a call that the from some Rio but, doesn't get a call. Fonda Fontaine gets a call, and I'm pointing yeah. this out because she has a pharaoh phone charm attached to her cell phone. Oh yeah, it's adorable. Do you think? Do you think we could like manufacture these? I think like, it would be at least slightly more manageable. Than the Pharaoh plushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, find somebody who, so, who can do, like, plastic molding or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, like, a really good, like, 
fabrication factory in China that has like a minimum order of like 50 or 100 and we can mm. like I'm sure we could ship those anyway uh, Samajima says that there's a Jinzu art duelist coming to challenge you Ryo you are clearly not in a fit state to duel you have to leave the island spoiler alert Ryo does not leave the island he's like I'm fine I'm fine he's like I'll be fine the show is like okay but like you can't duel though and Ryo's just like no about it. Father Fontaine gave me a clean bill of health. I'm fine. I'm not gonna duel. I'll be alright. It's be fine. fine. And uh, it's Yu-Gi-Oh, um, so when someone says they're not gonna duel, you know it's gonna happen. You know it's gonna happen. I, I, I simply could not guess. Um, <laughs> we cut to that night and he's like, I don't know, pissing around his room. He's sitting in bed. He has a duel disc in his room. Why is he allowed to have that? Dueling exploded his heart. Why do you have a I dual mean, disc in his room? Stop that. Get it out of here. When you have like a, you know, somebody who has to go him. to a hospital because they have like a, a mental break or something, you know, like they take away your cell phones and like outside sources of the outside things that could, you know, n- make your mental state worse uh, and, mm. you know, and like maybe limit your exposure to that. He, his heart fucking exploded because he was dueling. Take that away from him. Don't let him have it. You see, this is the uh, Akaiba Corporation-run hospital. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like they, they do all that. They take away your your dual disc, but then what? During the check-in process, they also prescribe you a dual disc to make you get better. Oh my god! Um, so, yeah, I mean, what happened? Yeah, maybe um, it's like like addiction. Like you need to wean them off. So it's like he can't wear the dual disc anymore. But it's sort of like he still gets some from it. like the he gets like a contact high. Great. Yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. shouldn't be allowed to he have. He literally does get a contact high, though. He shouldn't be <laughs> allowed to be in the room with one unsupervised. I, I That's think. true. Mm-hmm. He, That's they true. can, you know, Fonda Fontaine can bring it into him, you know, have limited exposure to it, you know, maybe like 20 minutes at a time, but that's it. And no playing cards. But uh-huh. uh, he, shouldn't, so he, he shouldn't be left alone with it. Gets out of bed and, like, goes and, like, stares out into the night, into the night darkness ominously, and, like, like a card shurikens through the window like embeds itself into his wooden table um and he looks at the card and it's a note that says meet me at midnight on the beach for an ass kicking mm-hmm. yeah um we cut over to judai in the no it's the the jinzo guy discot domon in the woods like ninja running about the place he runs past judai who like sees him and is like wonder what's up with that guy <laughs> Walking through the woods at night, as you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's being normal. Walking through yeah. the woods. It's Judai This is just what he does now. Yeah, I mean. He doesn't know that there's a, he doesn't know that there's a ninja a dual practitioner on the island. He's just doing this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a dark just rival now, so he just wanders around at night sometimes. He's just got to do actual cannibal Judayuki type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's, he's hunting down a... Uh, He's hunting. He's hunting down any like stragglers or uh, checking on anyone who broke curfew, so he can duel them. Yeah, yeah. Because he's twisted now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Show comes up to Judai and is just like he basically then tells him like the whole deal with what his brother is gonna do. Blah 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 blah. Um. Show's like, oh my god, Judai! Like we've got to stop this guy. And Judai's response. Just let him do it. Is, exactly. He's just like, who are we to interfere if a man wants to deal? And she was just like, bitch, I would like my brother to continue to not be dead, please. It's yeah, just look, like- I already saw him die once. I'd rather not have that happen again if possible. We, It's kind of weird that we got him back in the first place. 
It's just yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, it would have been great if Judah was just like, look, he was clearly supposed to die at the end of season three. This is just the universe correcting itself. Yeah, this is yeah. fate. It's, it's, listen, Judah's been reading, uh, Seto Kaiba's, uh, 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 memoir, the, uh, the Fountainhead Duels, uh, and it says in there, <laughs> is a man not entitled to the draw of his cards. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Anyways, none of this matters because it's too late, because Zane is already dueling Makoto on the beach. Mm-hmm. He's got the black coat on and everything. I yep. am so glad that he had that outfit, like, remade or fixed for himself. Like, he yeah. deserves it. Um, yeah, it's a good outfit. It's a good outfit. Um... So yeah, the deal pretty yeah. much starts. Um, yes, uh, th- this is a there's a bit of a thing at the start here. Um, this I think is I don't know, maybe a, a weakness of the episode where um, you know Inotsuma is like yes the psycho style or, or the the Jinzo art has has always existed in the shadow of the cyber art. And it okay, feels dude. and no, honestly, what you know, you're like, okay, it's a card game, bro. But honestly, what bothers me most about it is that is that Rio doesn't doesn't use the regular cyber art. He got the he got the underworld the deck. dark dragons. Yeah, yeah, he got the the cyber style reverse deck. Um, so it feels sort of weird because he's sort of like turned his back on the style. Um, anyway, but, like, uh, again, it's been so long since I've seen the episodes where Ryu went to, like, to the cyber-style dojo that I'm just like, okay, I guess this is it. I can't actually remember. So I just kind of smile and nod along with the episode. Yeah, I missed a lot yeah. of the, the episodes with Zane, so. Yeah, um, I don't know. I it's... fondly remember fucking, uh, Commander Shepard's, uh, Tibetan Monastery, <laughs> yes. uh, card game summer school. They don't call it a summer school, but that's what it was, IMO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, summer classes. Uh, anyways, uh, Makoto uh, uses a drill directly on Zane's sternum to do 3,200 damage on the first turn, and Zane is like, oh, fuck, my heart, shit, damn it, already? <laughs> He's constantly yeah. like, whenever he does a s- any action in this game. Yes. <laughs> Every time he does anything, he's just like, ow, oof, ouch, my heart, fuck. Yeah, like it's again. It's not just when he gets hit for damage. It's like whenever he like draws a card. Whenever he just like looks at a card, enjoying himself too. Like whenever he does like penis face, if you know what I mean. Like he just his heart just (laughs) goes ouch my bones. You know penis face? No, Uh, I don't know. You know from the little comic that was like "Hmm, penis. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, (laughs) okay. You know that one? He's driving. He's thinking about penis. Just thinking the word penis. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I know. What yeah. You mean. <laughs> he does that and just goes, ooch, oof, oof, ooch, ow, my bones. Oh, uh-uh, my heart. Um, there's sort of, there's a, the kind of, the, there's a main mechanic that uh, this Domon does, which is to like play a card that stops Zero from putting dragons in his graveyard. And that's kind of one of the things that powers his deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, is <clears throat> one of the things that was, you know, it's like it makes sense. The DNA arrays her magic. He can't put. Um, the dragons in his graveyard to equip them to the cyber darks but again it's like but the cyber darks are just for the the un- from the underworld deck mm-hmm. so it's not really a counter to the cyber style it's a counter to the underworld deck but um yeah you know i'll allow it well hey he he, he did his research 
It's it's countering Zane's deck in in any case. Yeah, um, but like he has like a clever strategy that will surpass this by like he's got a card that's going to turn all the monsters in his graveyard into dragons. Oh, it's it's really good. It's going to be really clever. He just has to like fucking not die before he can do this. Yeah, the card's um, called um, Rebirth Judgment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Before Rebirth Judgment is ever in play or considered, uh, we do get one card that I want to point out, which is, I think it's Jinzo Returner or something it's called I, like that. I, I love this little this, guy. This freak. It's a tiny Jinzo. I didn't Jinzo. Know Jinzo made these noises Jinzito. in the sub. It's like, yes, I'm the very stupid card. Wah. She goes, it's very, it's very nice to hear. I want uh, 12 hours. I love Jinzo Returner. He's very cute. He's got little mm. spike pauldrons that are way too big for him. Yeah, he just—he's just—he's wearing his his uncle Jinzo's clothes. Yeah. He's got to grow into them. Oh, look at him! He's so cute. He's gonna inherit he's... the family business one of these days. <laughs> of of psycho shocking, negating yeah. trap cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this family, we would negate trap cards. Mm-hmm. It's what we've always done. But yeah, Zane's heart is exploding a million times, uh, and he's like, and Cyrus is like, "Please, no, Onisan, you gotta, you gotta stop this. Your heart is exploding a million times." And he says, "No, I owe, I owe a debt to this deck. I, I, uh, I, I owe this this deck a lot." And Cyrus is like, "That's fucking stupid. No, you don't. Just forfeit, man. I don't want to see you die. <laughs> Bro, you're again. gonna die. You're gonna die." It's like the amount of times. Like, you cannot underestimate the amount of times this guy can, like, pass out, fall flat on his face, and then it's so continue funny. It, to keep like... dueling. Yes, absolutely. He can fall flat on his face, and then he can go and play one more card and fall even harder, even though he's already fallen. Mm-hmm. And then he and just, then like, touches of... his deck just for, like, a second. He's like, ah! And he falls down again. And it's just, <laughs> it's just comical at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that gif of the guy falling on ice for like five minutes, except it's Rio <laughs> trying to like play one single card while getting his heart disintegrated. Yeah, um, it is quite intense as well. Um, I think the sort of final time, like ten minutes later, when he actually does, you know, he 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 does activate his special trap card and d- does his plan, but then finally actually passes the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, show rushes over to like help him. He's just show is going to end this fucking Weakened deal. <laughs> For a second, I was like, is he gonna like puppet Zane to make him play the cards? And I was like, is this gonna be like weakened at Zane's? What's happening? Here? No, it's, <laughs> he's just. Going to put his hand over the deck and the you know the sign that you forfeit. Yeah, it's this nice thing where he picks up Zane's or Rio's hand to put it on the deck. You can say Zane, you're allowed. <laughs> no, I watched the sub. I can't say well GX we is like I, didn't. I feel well I, didn't I mean in general, I feel them equally. Um I, I feel I can I can reach into my brain and it's just fifty fifty which which name I pull out. Yeah, mm-hmm. all our listeners have been trained to do this expertly, so we can say whatever we like. Say whatever the hell we want. Yeah, so as he he picks up Zane's hand, but as he's about to put it on top of the deck, he feels the shock from the deck. It's like he feels the will of the deck, the wanting to keep mm-hmm. battling. Mm-hmm. Um, which gives him for the first time in his life, possibly ever, some kind of spine. Yes. Um, and show just immediately just like flips to being like brother you've got to you lose you've got to lose the jewel no matter you'll to just being like hey fuck you 
fuck your martial arts dueling school. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to continue the family tradition. Like, I'm carrying on this deal on my brother's behalf. And it's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And Makoto's like, okay, sure. You have three days. Yeah, I really thought they were going to just, like, do it. Continue there and then on the beach. But actually... I am really glad he had those three days to prepare because mm. the next episode is good. It's very cool. Yeah. We got some good moments in between the duels. Yeah. So that, that's the end of that episode. Unless somebody else has something to say about it. Um, no? I think we're going to be have a fairly dense one. So we're going to skip over the video game portion. But that doesn't There's mean There's something appropriate about that oh, because I... Uh, I I skip get your game on every episode. What? There's, I'm sorry to <gasps> say. Wow! What the but, fuck? Get um, out of here! I don't what know how doing? to put this, but I really don't want to listen to anyone talk about video games. I don't know why. It was going to be very funny because then I would be spending this time spending like ten minutes talking about playing Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and it would be very hypocritical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the thing is, people love to talk about the video games they're playing. Nobody wants to hear that shit. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's why um, we listen. That's why we put it in a portion with its own theme song, so so you can exactly. you know when to skip. This is an, this is gamer era sure, and I won't handle handle it. I will. I will I'll allow it. I've All got right. my bigger uh, razor to do the gamer erasure. So while we are erasuring the gamers, we would never erasure our ten dollar patrons who are reading right now uh, in the middle of the show. Those people are Danielle Kalaskis, Draven, Eduviru, Nero Wyvern. Pagliacci, Proto-J, Sabrina Steele, Sarvis, and Solid Snack. Thank you so much for your money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a real solid snack, this money. It for sure us to is. snack on. Chomp. Chomp. Yep. You know how much money, how many snacks I can get for $80 a month? That's a lot of snacks. Like two snacks. Damn. That's more snacks than I usually get. Episode 164, The Inherited Cyberdark Dragon. Yeah. The cold open is just Zane is in surgery right now to get his heart unexploded again. I, yeah. I spent this whole cold open thinking, okay, but what if he died now, though? <laughs> died on the operating table? <laughs> like, we went through the Fonda whole Fontaine episode. comes out in the full, like, surgery with the de- gown with the mask and shit, and he's like, I'm sorry. She's covered Your in blood. Didn't make it. Yeah, she's just yeah. got blood up to her elbows. Like, His heart sorry. exploded all over her. Again. <laughs> Again. Um, he would have made but it, but there was a dual disc in the room. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, exactly. Cyrus is going to have to, like, go to... Go do uh, uh, Duelist Kingdom uh, 2022 or whatever to uh, fucking uh, get get money to pay for heart reconstruction surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got no heart, but he'll be fine. He's better mm-hmm. now, actually. Yeah, they'll give him a cyber heart. Uh, it's going to be like the one that uh, Armstrong has in Metal Gear Rising. Just a mm-hmm. gigantic like glowing white art heart with like nano patterns on it yeah he'll mm-hmm. get even more powerful mm-hmm. the numbers will get even bigger so yeah after the op and the tension of oh is he going to survive or not hey i guess what he survived um he's not dead again and show is sort of talking to him in hospital after surgery and rio slash zane is just like bro i fucking i i i've peaked like i'm never gonna deal better than i did last season yeah. um I hate this because my deck clearly wants to keep dealing, but like yes. I just can't get any better. There's there's mm-hmm. simply no way that this deck could become better. 
no, mm-hmm. I will not change anything about it. Now, now we we watch Yu-Gi-Oh, so we just accept on its face, yes, the deck has a will of its own and wants to continue dueling. Mm-hmm. But Cyrus says yeah. the sensible thing, as if he's not been in this anime for the last three years, and says, that's <laughs> fucking stupid, you're the one that wants to keep dueling. Uh, yeah. Which turns out to not be the case, as, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he also is being quite stupid. Um, oh, sure. But, I mean... Uh, Cyrus does for, get like, the deck for like five minutes and is already having heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. So my notes just say deck that kills you. It's the deck that kills you. Yeah. It's too good. Yeah, a <laughs> if a deck killed you, would that be fucked up or what? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I mean, there's um, that uh, there's that Reaper guy from like season two, right? Oh my god, the Reaper of the cards. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it was a different <laughs> Reaper. There's more than one Reaper. <laughs> Damn it! It's this is like it's like the discroll death of rats, but like death of cards, mm-hmm. death of duelists, mm-hmm. death of you know. Um. So yeah, Show takes the deck and he goes off to Trin with it. It turns out to be the deck that kills you. Yeah, it turns out. Um, yeah, and he's like, "Hold on!" <laughs> it turns out being blasted with high voltage electric shocks is actually perfectly fine for you. Yeah, those shock collars, they weren't affecting my brother's uh, heart at all. It was just the deck that was doing that with the evil red lightning. Yes. Yeah, it turns out this whole time he was practicing safe kink, but not safe dueling. Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess this is like guns don't people kill people, bullets kill people, <laughs> yeah. cards kill people. Yeah. Kink, kink doesn't kill people, cards kill people. <laughs> exactly. That's the lesson we should take. Away. Two completely different fucking things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, show is like drawing cards from the deck, being like, "Ooh, fuck! Oof! Ow, my bones!" <laughs> He's just um, he's just sitting like on the ocean front, waves are crashing in front of him with his dual disc on his arm, and he's drawing cards, and every time he's like, ow! Uh, uh, uh. It's like <laughs> he's fucking tr- learning not to touch the stove. Except he's just like, oh, I just gotta touch this stove, you guys. Fire indeed, hot. Uh. This is also when we, uh, you know, we've seen before everybody doing, like, drawing drills standing in front mm-hmm. of the ocean, and this is when we finally see what they're literally for. Which is indeed for making you better at drawing. Yes. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, but like you can actually see it demonstrated where he draws Cyber Dark Horn and then he draws Photon Generator Unit, which he can't use. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the idea is that the deck isn't working with him or whatever. Yeah, he needs to be like in sync with the deck. Like this deck requires like an enormous force of will and strength of spirit to kind of use it. Uh, yeah, he's training just drawing cards when uh, Jaden comes up. Yeah. Uh, bring some egg witches with them. Yeah. Um, Jaden is like, hi, how are you getting on? And Show is like, this sucks, bro. Awful. My heart um, hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Judai points out that, like, Show, you can't just, like, try and be your brother. The deck is not going to like that. Um, and, you know, tell Show that, like, he has to be his own duelist and, like, make it his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, like, listen carefully to what the deck wants. A whole bunch of stuff like that. It's honestly very this nice. This is really nice. Yeah, yeah, I like, um, yeah, I like it a lot. He's just like, hey, don't force yourself to be something you, you're not. The deck can sense that. So you, you just kind of need to make it your own. Yeah. And show is kind of like, I know, sad about this. He's not, he's kind of like, uh, yeah, I, can. I suppose you die. Yes. Um, if you say so. <laughs> but then he opens his egg witch, and it turns out 
uh, or he opens his sandwich, and it turns out that it's the golden egg witch, the golden and egg witch. everything is going to be fine. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah. just like Argyle told us. Uh, there's one very special uh, golden egg witch that uh, you get if you're really good at, at drawing luck. cards. At drawing mm-hmm. cards, if your luck skill is high enough. It it yeah. genuinely made me pog. I loved seeing the golden egg witch. Yeah, it just and it completely changes his mood. He's yeah. like actually now like filled with inspiration. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna build a deck." Yeah, but we, we don't cut, see that. We don't see that because <laughs> we cut to the duel and Cyrus shows up and he's all like beat up and dirty from duel training. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this little boy being doing? <laughs> uh, Drawing cards yeah, again. He's just got like the anime lines all over him to show yeah. he's being beaten up mm-hmm. by his deck. Supposedly. Chaz and Jaden beat him with sticks so that he could withstand the pain of like drawing cards. Honestly, like if this anime told me that that would work, I would believe it. <laughs> yeah, they just like point... started like <laughs> they, they like took their shirts off and grabbed some chairs and started smoking and kissing. <laughs> Do dealers hit each other with decks? <laughs> with cards. Um... <laughs> So yeah, they they deal. This deal starts, and interestingly, like the first two turns of this deal are pretty much exactly the same as the last two ter- mm-hmm. turns of the last deal. Um, yeah, except that uh, Show doesn't eat three thousand two hundred attack points from Drilago, so I guess yes. he's better than than Rio already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like they they, they just get past that part. Um, and then I start pointing and hooting and hollering at the screen because, uh, hey, re- remember, speaking of like Kaiba's attitude to dealing, remember the fucking yes! Kaiba suicide yes! episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking crush, the crush card, card virus. virus. I'm so yes! glad this fucking card's uh, back. I, I popped huge when I saw crush card virus. I, uh, yeah, this is because Cyrus has managed to put into, into play rebirth judgment. And actually yeah, follow through this. on it like like Zane couldn't, and summon the Cyber Dark Dragon and equip it, and it's very powerful. Yeah, it's this multi-part like, <laughs> strategy no. where Fusion Guard sent Cyber and Dragon to the graveyard, and then he summoned Cyber Dark Dragon so it could equip Cyber and Dragon using Rebirth Judgment to turn Cyber End into a dragon. And it's mm. like, oh, he did a card game in the card game. Yeah, he did the yeah. thing. And, and then Makoto's just like, no, I saw that coming. <laughs> I have Crush Card Virus, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yes, yeah. uh, this is exactly what everyone who uses Crush Card wants to see. This is why they play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah, get your big numbers out here, idiot. I'm laughing, actually. <laughs> get out of here. Um, and, like, he further, like, fucks up Show's entire strategy. It's all looking... It's great googly moogly. It's all gone to shit for Show Marafuji. Yeah, because he summons um, Jinzo, and since Rebirth Judgment is a trap, and Jinzo famously mm-hmm. negates traps. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there you go. That's it. That's that's why uh, yeah. rebirth judgment is a trap, so that he mm. can negate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then at some point during the duel, Show pulls out a fucking Viacroid. Okay, um, but also before that happens, Zane shows up. Was he not here the whole time? He's he's probably here the whole time. But this is when I notice that he's here wearing the jacket <laughs> in the wheelchair with a blanket over his legs. So he's just got the Listen, big stupid like Kaiba jacket in the wheelchair. You can do both. It looks good. It looks kind of. You could be goth and cool, and also have blanky. This is fair. Yeah, this is fair. Yeah, yeah. He's keep he's keeping warm, and he looks great. But yeah, I start popping hard when I see a Vicroid because my little boy made the deck his own. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, and Um, making the deck his own means putting his shittily designed, stupid looking Vicroids in the coolest looking deck in all of Yu Gi Oh. Mm -hmm. It's just. 
Again. I love them. I love the Via Croix. Much like Rio in his little wheel- wheelchair with his little blankie, but wearing his fucking sick goth kink coat. Like, you can do both at once, and it yeah. completely works. And, and you should. I mean, it d- to be fair, it does have Kite Ride, which activates from the graveyard. And it's like, hey, Rio, you have Power Wall, which sends your whole deck to the graveyard. Maybe you should have put cards that activate in the graveyard <laughs> in your deck. Maybe. Uh, oh, I'm also- still on this, and I think, I think, actually, the true message of this episode, it's not about, like, how, you know, you should always be willing to grow and change, about how, like, moving on from school and, like, changing your life is not something to be afraid of, and you should, like, jump into it wholeheartedly. I think the true message is that if you're going to be into kink, you need to know that that means also aftercare, and it's two sides of the same coin, is looking cool and kinky, and then also curling up with a little blankie and doing your aftercare afterwards. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm. Um, anyway, that's... Um, I'll get done Makoto has so summoned no. Makoto... Uh, not Makoto. Jinzo Lord, <laughs> who is just Jinzo with, like, extra belts and, like, more yeah. goggles. <laughs> Nomurified Jinzo. It's very much like, uh, we need a better Jinzo, and then, like, your character designer, like, scribbles for, you know, a yeah. minute. It's like, here, I gave him another eye. He's blue now. And some belts. Yeah. Oh. I, I get, it took me a while to notice it was a different <laughs> this Jinzo. Jinzo. Yeah, he does everything that Jinzo does, but more. He, mm-hmm. he can look at the cards in your hand or on the field, and if they're a trap, he destroys them and does damage to you. Haha. This Jinzu goes up to So he immediately destroys uh, Rebirth Judgment. Yeah, this is. Yeah. This is the fucking uh, gotcha game, uh, like, high ranking card version of Jinzo. Level 100 Jinzo. Yeah, that's how Yu Gi Oh! Mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then once Cyrus reveals that he still has Viacroids in his deck, we get. We get some fucking insane spell from Makoto, I think. I don't Uh, even. Yeah. Yeah, trap request. Yeah. I this, uh, so is this a real card? <laughs> is this a no? It was never released. Okay. I really wanted to because I really like it. Um, it's nuts. It it's it's very yeah. I I think with some modification, it would be a really interesting card. So at the start of your turn, so starting next turn after he plays it, you can make your opponent take a trap from their deck and set it on their field, and when it's destroyed, they take a thousand damage. Um. Mm. So it's something that I always wanted to be able to use because it's like you're letting your opponents search their deck for whatever trap they want. But like most decks, at least in the past, didn't run a lot of traps. So if you had a way to get rid of them, you could be doing damage and just sort of get rid of all their traps preemptively. I thought that would be really fun. That is mm. neat, but it's just it just feels insane to me. <laughs> like this is yeah. As it is, the card is just like a, this is here, so um, I can win with Jinzo Lord's effects. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I can win with Jinzo even harder now. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, in a duel, the the bad guy or whatever will play a card that says, "I'm going to win next turn." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He like he just explains his whole like. My next move will be this, and show is just like ah oh, fuck ah beans. Oh no, this is terrible. Oh, no. Um, but then he draws another card. Um, and it basic. It turns out to be like like he draws his card, and he's just like oh my god, because it's like exactly the fucking card he needs. It's Dragonroid. Yeah, he does like a million moves, and it's very cool. Sort of. He tops it off. He plays Power Bond. That's the only one that matters. Yes. Is that he plays Power Bond. It's the card that Zane yeah, well, gave it's this, him. It's this whole thing where, because Crush Card Virus is still active, Dragon Right has to go to the graveyard 
because it has mm. more than 1,500 attack. He's um, a big boy. Uh, and then he d- he has this whole thing where he plays a card called Remove Bomb, which coincidentally removes uh, all three of the Cyberdarks from the top of his deck, because even though he fused Cyberdark Dragon, he fused it with a card that puts them back in the deck. Um, then he plays Spell Economics, so he can play Dimension Fusion to bring the Cyberdarks back. Yeah, this and fucking... Then- <laughs> Like, I have a card that I pay 2,000 life points to activate. However, I don't have 2,000 life to, life points. However, before that, I played another card that means I don't actually have to pay any life points to do anything. It's just, mm-hmm. oh my... Like, the exact combination of things, it's like, how did you fucking have all these? It's the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. Show? Like, everything is fucking coming up Milhouse. Yeah, I did. Everything is coming up Cyrus. As someone who has spent too much time thinking about how to design a duel... Ideally, you would play Return from the Different Dimension, which makes you pay half your life points instead of 2,000. Mm. But Return is a trap, so he can't. Mm. Uh, So he has to use Dimension Fusion, so he has to use Spell Economics, which at least is a Mm. real card. So it's not like they made up a card just so (laughs) that he could play Dimension Fusion. Like, I okay, I looked at Spell Economics and I'm like, that's got to be a real card because that looks and sounds like a fake fucking card. (laughs) Like... It's just like, okay, here's a card that means that if a card says pay X amount of life points, I simply don't do that. And I'm, what? Okay. He can do that. It's allowed. I guess this is Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Anyways, he plays Power Bond. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Always great to see Power Bond. I fucking love this shot of like the, the like big dragon picking up the little cartoon dragon. just. It hugs it, like <laughs> hooking into it. Yeah the the thing to mention is that uh, is that Dragonroid is a dragon while in the graveyard. So because yes. otherwise it would have been removed by DNA erasure magic. I just I love to I like the big dragon hugs little Dragonroid like like I would hug a Junkleskog from IKEA. And then you hooks know? tubes up to it. <laughs> yeah, I like I would do with a Junkleskog from IKEA. Mm. It's uh it's a very it's a very horrific snuggle. Mm. Um. But I also really like that the sort of, like... And it's just really nice that the pivotal card for the winning is a dragon Vicroid, which is, like, the combination of, like, his yeah. brother's techniques and his techniques into, yeah. like, one thing. Yeah. And also Power Bond. It's, it's just... And also Power Bond is there. Yeah, Max isn't here, um, so I'll say it's cinematography. It's, it's the card that Zane gave him all the way, ba- way back when, and it was like, hey, you need, you, you need to learn how to use this card, or, you know... I mean, so, he fucking and that's does. kind of the start of his arc, yeah. And he's he's confident, and he's able to use it himself now. It's great. And, like he's winning on his own fucking terms. It's very we good. Love it. Yes, go Cyrus. We love, we love him. Fucking finally, he got somewhere. Well, good well, for him. He, yeah, he wins the duel all in one go. And Zane, even Zane, is impressed and is applauding for him. Yeah, like uh, there's like a wee thing about like how show has like Rio is like oh my god like he's surpassed me oh no but it's like it's there's also a thing like how instead of constantly chasing his brother he finally like stood up and like did his own thing and went in his own direction and like once he was decided to do that and he'd do his own thing is when he could surpass his brother mm-hmm. it's just yes just, just do your own thing my little yeah. guy grow on your own terms yeah, like yeah, he has the influence from Zane, like obviously he has the cyber dark dragon shit, but he's also his own person, which is, you know, the Viacroids. It's 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 a metaphor, it rhymes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's like metaphor, it rhymes. Yes. <sighs> oh, and I think at the end as well, Rio is like, Alright, show like that deck is yours now, I'm just gonna yeah. go make my own deck from scratch. 
This is so. I like, love this part. Um, yeah. He says he says he's gonna make a new deck, one that he can evolve with. Um, he wants well, to that, make a new pro league with Cyrus's help. Yeah, this part oh, I yeah. don't understand. It's like, why do you want to make another league? Like, what does that have to do he, with anything? Because he making... got embarrassed in the other one by Alistair. <laughs> yeah, Aster Phoenix. He's gonna form... He wants to start a new league so he can have zero losses. He's going to form AEW. Yeah, I'm starting a new pro league and Aster Phoenix is banned from it. I won't explain why. <laughs> I know. I'm assuming this will come up later. But he, he, like, one of the last lines is like, hey, this time I'll be the one to catch up to you as, as, as Cyrus starts crying and I almost started crying too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's episodes. Yeah. That's episodes. Yeah. Is a lovely ending to both their, they, both their arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, honestly, it does make me glad that Rio didn't die for real. Fucking hilarious as that would have been, because fu- like it's it's good to put like a full stop at the end of his sentence, you know, like and also Cyrus, like this is a this is yeah, a kid who who has been uh, kind of dreadfully like kind of just uh, oscillating there. a lot for like the <laughs> last three seasons. They've sort of become their own Kaiba Kaiba and Mokuba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That makes Amazing. sense. I was thinking today that I do think you could do this episode with Ro having died. Um, like, you could do... With just where... Cyrus, like, finding it, getting his deck or some, something? Yeah, like, Inotsume wants to, you know, conquer the cyber art, and Sho has to uh, duel in his brother's place because his mm-hmm. brother is dead. Yeah, that would also... Uh work quite well with him yeah just taking up the mantle yeah yeah i I would like to actually i would be interested in seeing how that would play out but uh i I am also pretty satisfied with what we got honestly listen like he can always die later like there's still time for him to die yeah he will die later of old age as we all will (laughs) yeah (laughs) all humans must die um all right folks that was the end of our episodes this week this week we have a you know, actually, um, these days we we make our guests do the segments now. Um, yeah, we we outsource our our segments. Our yeah, we said, segments. David, you're not allowed to come on unless you do a segment at the end. Um, Unpaid. We're not paying. I like that. Do. That's not what we did. Um, you have brought us some special things. I did. Yes, I did research because I'm not funny. Uh, mm-hmm. So I looked things up instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have to pick one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you get one. Mm-hmm. No multi-classing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the part where you pick up. You know, you got the skill point on the. You know, you're at your skill tree, and you got to pick mm-hmm. between the blue skill and the red skill. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, what have what have you? What interesting facts have you brought for us today? Well, first is is a small one where we have to to pour one out for a real one, which is that the last pot of greed played in Yu-Gi-Oh was in GX episode 104. That's the last episode of season two. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Chaz played it in the duel against Blair. Holy I'm pouring shit. Great uh, shit. Yeah, I'll Incredible. drink my water in memory. Yeah, yeah. Shot of uh, shot of greed, but with like a funeral <laughs> march playing over the What's, what's <laughs> the fucking... Isn't there like some sort of like funeral drinking thing? I guess this is a funeral of greed. Just I'm trying to think of a like, pun and it's not coming. Play like a whoever's editing this, put in like a fucking 
uh, MIDI of Kamsas or Todd. I think that would be the fun. <laughs> <laughs> a MIDI of the Wiz Khalifa Isn't there a track from the Phantom Menace soundtrack called Quiet Pizza? Possibly. could play that once as well. Play them all. Play them all on top of each other. Yeah, play them all. Then the nightmare. Then you'll never get copyright claimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play them all at once. But not very carefully. Yeah, so. Nice. We will always in our hearts never forget. Yes. That said, there is a Pot of Greed replacement in 5Ds. I don't know what you will call the drinking game, but it does well, exist. Well, I mean, there, What's there the name are of the card? The... We'll come over Oh, yeah, we'll sure. Uh, the card is called Angel Baton. Um, oh, well, shit. It's not, not but quite it's not as... called, like, Pot of or Jar of no, or but it is. of. This it is difficult. the card that someone plays when they need to draw two cards. Hmm. All right. I, well, I will say I am. I would quite. I would like to because I believe last episode, even though I haven't listened and wasn't there, I've heard of some heinous crimes that you did concerning <laughs> the jar of greed. Uh-huh. Um, so we I'm looking just... forward to seeing what other variations there are in the future. Mm. I mean, we like could just keep cool doing the shot guy. of greed instead. We just change the card that we do it for and just call it the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got, Evan? Well, uh, let's see. So next was I had. Um, for a long time, and so I'll start with I had a theory. This theory is wrong, but then I researched it and, and found out how it actually is. I had a suspicion that like there was a director change in GX after uh, season two. I was wrong. There was a head writer change after season three. So mm. <laughs> I was right in no sense, but I was sort of right. Um, uh-huh. The reason is that... Um, both GX season one and season two make reference to um, Jungian concepts. Um, there's alchemy huh. in season one and tarot in season two. And then those mm. disappear. And so I was like, different writer? But no, the same writer also wrote season three. Um, so uh, seasons one through three were by uh, written by a series composition was uh, Junki Takegami. Um, he also did... Uh, dual monsters, uh, one through one forty-four. So that's through the end of Battle City. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then <clears throat> uh, Shin Yoshida took over for GX season four. He did seasons four and five of Dual Monsters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a great start. Um, one of those was very good. Yeah, he oh. is also series composition for Zale and Vrains. So uh, get used to him. Nice. Okay, you said Zale. Are you ta- referring to Zexel? Um, no, yeah. I'm referring to like Yu-Gi-Oh! A... Zale. The one spelled Z-E-X-A-L with a silent X. No, no that's Zexel. it's Zexel with an X. You're fucking with me. I. This is not Look, a Hunter Hunter situation, is it? Is, it I... is you're a Hunter Hunter situation. Me. Look, no you're fucking, fucking way. <laughs> Look, J- the Japanese letter X is silent. Everyone knows this. Fuck off. I hey. can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. No, I'm not. You can, you can go and, uh, you know, you can go and look up how it's read. Um, God damn it! Yeah. Just a second. Yeah, no. In four kids just decided to pronounce it Zaxel. Um, but yeah, it's pronounced yes, Zale. the correct way. Oh, so four. Okay, so in the dub, it is pronounced yes. Zaxel the correct way. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well. Okay. Hold on now. Okay. You know what? 
we, this is going to cause a rift in the podcast in the future. We don't need it to cause a rift right now. Oh. So let's just yeah. push, kick that down I'm the on the road. Wikipedia page. Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. Yu-Gi-Oh! Zerdu. Pronounce Zale. Well, fuck. I refuse to I refuse to acknowledge this and also I'm a dub watcher, so it is Zexel to me. We'll burn that bread jump and come to it. To tell us your next interesting thing. Um Yeah, no, I mean I guess just the last thing to say about that is that when I was watching season four the most recent time, I did sort of notice that the way the characters talk about events, um, there there's a certain sort of like things happening far away. Like the writer wasn't really like, hadn't written about them personally. Like, it's just like, you know, the Ubel incident. Remember that thing in history? <laughs> and so that was another thing that tripped my... And it's, that is the case, because it was a different writer. Mm. Um, next is... Uh, um, this is a random thing. You can sort of turn your mind all the way back to season one um, and think about this weird, really dumb plot where some random villains want to resurrect some budget Egyptian gods. Um, yes. Remember when they brought the Paradox Twins back? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> god, I do. Great. That was awful. <sighs> so, the thought, and this is, I would call this a fan theory in the sense that I don't think it's quite really accurate. And even if it is, it doesn't really make, like, the, the Seven Stars plot, the Shadow Riders plot, like, good. It's just sort of something interesting to think about. Um, it, I think it's sort of a parody in a way. Um, it's sort of, uh, I don't know. I could just start using words that people who write on the internet, I could just throw them all in a row. I could say like, uh, it's a destruction, deconstruction. Satire. Yeah. It's a satirical parodic deconstruction of the literary topos of, uh, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> so basically, sure. um, I do think it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, I'm very smart. I do think it's sort of smart here. Yeah, I do think it's sort of interesting how, you know, you get introduced to the seven stars and and most of them are like basically joke characters. And then the plot Mm. is like, "Ah, they were joke characters on purpose. They weren't supposed to win. It's like, okay, that that works. That's kind of fun. Um, And yeah, it's it's sort of this idea where where the where Kagemaru was not trying to win and if that because Kagemaru masterminds the whole thing um because mm-hmm. he's the one who you know has like made the spirit keys in the first place and so he just said oh yeah they can only be taken by dueling because the keys don't even open the gate it's dueling that creates the energy that opens the gate and i feel like sort of like the villains being mostly jokes is almost sort of in reference to the fact that the sacred beasts are like knockoff Egyptian gods and these are just sort of not knockoff villains but sort of second rate villains mm-hmm. um, like I said I still don't think like that plot is of like that latter half of that season is great or anything but it was like I think I can impose a little coherence on this mm-hmm. yeah, I can I can see it still not particularly enthralling but yeah I can see no, it no I agree <laughs> I was, it's one of those things where like uh you know like you read a short story and you're like ah oh, that wasn't very good and then someone says oh this is a reference to you know this is all an allegory for the author's experience fighting in world war 1 and you reread it again and you're like yeah yeah i can see that it's still not very good <laughs> but i can see that i still didn't enjoy it i still didn't really enjoy it i didn't have you know yeah i mean you don't need to enjoy media but blah, blah, blah. i've never enjoyed media um, in my but, life and i'm not about to start <laughs> i would never Oh, I, I certainly have never enjoyed media in my life, and I'm not about to start. Um, you think yeah. I like Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Fuck you. 
You think? Um, um, yeah. <laughs> in the vein of season one, I have a section called Audrey's Vindication. So it's great that she's here. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody uh, say hello to Audrey. <laughs> Hi, Audrey. Hi. Hi, Audrey. They're right over there off, off screen uh, laughing. With sometimes us. I can still hear her voice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, gay, gay, so it was just being gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Nice. She. Uh, during the duel with in the episodes on the duel with Amnel, she said that you know there's the bit where he's like uses the planets and like all the people that he defeated are like inside like holographic planets or something. And she said, "Oh, are those the seven stars?" And then, like, my brain exploded because it was like, oh, my God, those are the seven stars. Um, so, of course, a, a star nowadays means a uh, concentrated ball of hydrogen and other elements which resists the contracting force of gravity through uh, sustained nuclear fusion. Uh-huh, um, any more words you want to use there? <laughs> um, you, you can close the dictionary now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of any more words. That was for all of them. Um, neutrinos. Um, corona. Cool. Um, Budweiser. Oh, I love Heliosphere. Uh-huh. Uh, there we go. Those are all the words I've got. Corona? Is this Yu-Gi-Oh! Or is this <laughs> Fast and Furious? Am I right? Fuck. Waka waka. Um, yeah, so... But of course, in, in, for most of human history, stars referred to all the objects that are in the night sky. Um, and so a planet, uh, me, what well, planet is the Greek and it means a wanderer. So they were stars that did not, that changed position relative to one another. Um, so the seven stars are the seven planets, this, which, uh, which are, uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Those are the five planets that are visible from Earth without a telescope. And the sun and moon. Uh, that said, I have no idea which of the seven stars is which of the seven stars. <laughs> um, nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but um, these are su- significant-ish because Amnel is an alchemist. And, uh, and mm. the planets are also important in alchemy for some reason. I don't know. Alchemy is weird. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, the planets are important. To learn in more about alchemy, watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Listen to Five Grams of Iron. Yes. Um, and there's uh, there are other little things, just like um, uh, the the shadow item that Amnel uses called the Emerald Tablet, um, which mm. is neither emerald nor a tablet. Uh, the Emerald Tablet is. Uh, a famous sort of alchemic text, which is supposedly written by uh, Hermes Trismegistus, which is sort of a, it's a combination of Hermes and Thoth into one deity. Um, mm-hmm. And so Trismegistus, that's where the names of the Helios Duomegistus and Helios Trismegistus come from. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Are those cards? Yeah, those were cards that he played. Okay, okay. He played Helios, the primordial sun, and then two evolutions. Um, oh, neat. And then at, at the end, which sort of establishes, like, the Jungian influence, um, is where um, Amnal, or Daitokuji, or Professor Banner, whatever his name is. Catboy um, Sensei. <laughs> Catboy Sensei. Catboy Sensei. <laughs> says that um, the true alchemy is changing people's hearts. Um, and 
this is sort of a Jungian interpretation. Jung, you know, read all these coded notes by medieval alchemists, and he thought that they were um, metaphorical uh, descriptions of sort of um, the transformation of the personality into sort of like an integrated or healthy or enlightened state. Um, and so in that, so in that interpretation, alchemy is changing people's hearts. Oh. That's why he says that. Oh. Hmm. So I know every time you say Jungian, I just hear like Yugian. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like philosophy. Uh, yeah it's like yeah. I, I wish Yu-Gi-Oh had been uh, medieval so that we could have weird Europeans doing interpretations of it in the early 20th yeah. century Carl Yugi Carl hmm. <laughs> Um. yeah have you another wee thing in the segment there um, yeah I've got I've got uh, two two more things. So the second one is after vindicating Audrey. Uh, you're welcome, Audrey. Awesome, um, nice. I would next. I have Max's vindication. Max is also here. He's right off camera. He's also waving and smiling and laughing, and giving a big <laughs> thumbs up. Hi, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, yep, I can hear his voice. Straight, straight, heterosexual, straight. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I remember back uh, back in early season one, he said, I think this show is better than Duel Monsters. Um, Great Max impersonation. Thanks. He's only, <laughs> he's only said that like 500 times since then as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, in, in a certain sense, I agree. Uh, having read the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga, I think the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga is much better than GX. But mm-hmm. I think that Duel Monsters mm-hmm. has the classic anime problem of being adapted from source material, and so they like stretch a, it out. Uh, season four, having uh-huh. season four, having um, no, the virtual world. I honestly, we like virtual that world part. Arc no is, one was there. Is <laughs> hard to watch more than once, but uh, <laughs> but I do like it. Um, Crump was there. He's a funny <laughs> penguin man. Yeah, the funny penguin man. Anyway, yeah. So, I think the so you know it be, has like things like the duel with Merrick are six episodes long. That's a movie. Yeah, I was thinking earlier today about how fucking long like Dungeon Dice Monsters was. It was so yeah. I long. think that was five. Yeah, I was just like, that's a goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. that is. That is longer than popular film The Master of Disguise, for example. Mm, or That's the first uh, film I think of when it comes to, like, time. Paragon of yeah. Cinema, Minions uh-huh. movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so there, GX also has, has, like, strengths of its own in terms of how the episodes are structured. Um, so this is something I learned from I Own... Hirohiko Araki's book on writing manga. <laughs> nah. Nice. Um, the sacred text. <laughs> yes. Um, it's the, the textbook of my sensei. Um, you know, and when you think of a guy who's just really great at plotting out his manga, you think Araki. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, every time. Of course. Plans it all out neatly in advance. <laughs> sticks to the plan. Yes, but um, he describes a technique, and, you know, you can look this up on Wikipedia. It's... Um, I think it's originally Chinese, but it's a structure called Kisho Tenketsu, which is originally for um, poetry, but um, 
can also be used for um, you know like structuring an argument. You know, a lot of a lot of these sort of um, like Eastern sort of like rules or advice for like doing things sort of, you know, they sort of like connect and say like all things are sort of the same. You have general principles that you can apply to any situation. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can structure a poem the same way you structure an argument or structure a story. Um, and so Kisho Tenketsu is um, introduction, elaboration, a twist or a turn, and then a resolution. And you can actually see how GX goes through these. They're very simple steps. It's not like some transcendent genius. It's just like um, you you set the scene, you introduce what's what's going to happen. You have a turn, which can be a plot twist or also just sort of excitement. This is very easy for Yu-Gi-Oh because the turn is the duel, um, mm-hmm. and then and then you wrap up uh, efficiently at the end. And so if you look at a GX episode, it just sort of like does that. It's just like, here's we are, here we are today doing something. Oh, th- th- this person is here. We have a duel and then the duel ends. And yeah. it is very, it's, it's just satisfying to experience. And that's why even though you have this, what is a really ridiculous show that it's like you have Yu-Gi-Oh, which is just this both interesting and bizarre and also beautiful story. And they're like, uh, what should we do? Well, we're selling a lot of cards. What if, what <laughs> if we made the, the show about how people should buy a lot of cards? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it still comes out, and it's uh, this really enjoyable show. And then also, the show just does a bunch of weird, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But that is that is uh, that is why putting the stamp on it, GX is better than Dual Monsters. Oh fuck yeah! Interesting. Yeah. Confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. Yeah, I will. I will brook no argument. It's mm-hmm. objectively mm-hmm. true. And what is your final thing? Right. So this is, yeah, this is the excite. This is the big one, which is mm-hmm. that for years you have been I'm asking. I'm getting vindicated now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> for years, would you, you have say been this asking, is the turn? Uh, yeah, I guess this is the turn. Uh, for years, you've been asking, uh, why is Red Eyes B Dragon? named Red Eyes B Dragon on the card and not Red Eyes Black Dragon. I'm on the edge of my I'm seat. I'm always asking this. Red Eyes do be dragon though. And Every so, day I wake up. So, um, to explain this, we're going to have to talk about Satan. Oh boy. Hell yeah, I love this already. <laughs> so I think that the time that Yu-Gi-Oh came out is very significant, right? It was, I, was, I think it came out in America in like 2000. But, you know, that's that's the 90s. Um, and so if Yu-Gi-Oh! had come out in America oh in, like, the 1890s, I think that would have been actually, like, a complete... So I should back up a little bit. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a show about... just It's just about black magic, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's just using yeah, we've all seen ancient Zero. Egyptian artifacts to conduct fatal rituals that torture mm-hmm. and kill people. Um, Now, if it had been the 1890s, that would have been considered perfectly normal and healthy entertainment for children. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I honestly, I I can't pin down exact dates, but I do generally, like, that was just a thing. Like, you know, you just had adventure stories about people, like, going into 
the darkness of Africa and doing mysterious things and bringing back rituals from the the Orient. And it's like, that was just reading for kids. Yeah, and there was nothing problematic about no, it. No, nothing problematic about it at all. But, <laughs> I mean, my point thought. is just that those were considered things that kids were consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, whereas in that had changed, one, probably because of the rise of the religious right as being an important political force in America in the 80s. Um, but also uh, because in the 90s, it turned out that Satan had been among us the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I know where you're going here. Right, because there was the 90s satanic panic where people believed, and let me be clear, this is a thing that people actually believed, that the suburbs were full of satanic cults that tortured and sacrificed children. Now, I do think this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. I was More in a metaphorical oh, okay. sense. I got sacrificed. Like... <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't know too much about this, but I do know that this, this started from uh, a woman who a, her psychiatrist um, yeah, you know, put her under a hypnosis to uh, sort of like recover repressed memories. And then she uh, dreamed this. I'm going to go out, go out and boldly declare that this is not true, <laughs> that she dreamed this under hypnosis. Source, it came to me in a dream. Just <laughs> yeah. trust me, bro. She later married her therapist. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. There, As you know. So there was, um, uh, you know, so the combination of uh, the religious right being a more powerful force in America and um, the fact that people believed that there were just hidden satanic influences. Um uh, was sort of paved the way for, you know, I mean, there was also Nintendo of America, like, being, like, very uh, censorious of the games that they were releasing on their consoles, being like, okay, we can show this and not that. Um, and, um, I mean, I remember, I, I don't remember it well, I was a tiny child, but I remember that Pete, or sort of realizing after the fact that people were unclear if maybe Pokemon was the work of the devil because yeah, it did seem yeah. to be hypnotizing children. Yeah. People were caught mm. up in this. There were Pokemon that use magic and psychic powers like Alakazam or Mewtwo. Uh, you know, Harry Potter got caught up in this, uh, in, right. in this even. Um... Yeah, exactly. And Yu-Gi-Oh is in terms of like factual content, significantly more sinister than both of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's important to remember uh, four kids other flagship title before Yu-Gi-Oh was the Pokemon anime. Yeah. Yeah. So they there were all sorts of um that so there are all sorts so yeah, so they wanted to be like, okay, we have this show about black magic. We need to convince them that it's not a show about black magic. <laughs> We can't call him Black Magician. Mm. Do not yeah, exactly. Dark magician. Exactly. So the the can we even do that? Because it is like notable that Red Eyes Black Dragon is the, it's the only card I can think of where it hasn't just changed black to dark. Because like every other card just does that. Yeah. Um. One thing I will say is that there is definitely no uh style guide. Um. Mm. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know exactly who was. I don't. You know. Like I don't know who even like as a company was making the decisions exactly because like four kids was sort of first they 
you know, and then the cards were sort of following after. No, actually, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if that's true. But, you know, the cards were made by Upper Deck, but under supervision from Konami and then four kids. So there's all these different companies involved. I can't say yeah. who made the decisions. There are definitely times when cards have different names, excuse me, between the show and the um, and and when they were released. Uh, so, for yeah. example, Red Eyes, Black Dragon, they were perfectly comfortable saying that. They just didn't want to write it. Um, mm-hmm. And that said, uh, so you can you can look at some of the cards that were released at the time, and uh, and sort of like once you know this, you can sort of look for certain things. Uh, there's no consistency again because there was no like style guide, and also I'm going to go out and say it. I think the people making decisions at Four Kids were stupid. Probably, yeah. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> erred on on the side of caution. Maybe more yeah, than but they um, definitely there, needed to. There are things like like Blackluster Soldier. Its Japanese name is Chaos Soldier. So I think it's called Blackluster Soldier because there's also chaos magic, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I learned somewhat recently that um, uh, uh, you know uh, people. You know, like the Christians who believe that there are satanic forces everywhere believe that chaos magic is real and very satanic. Right. Um, yeah, and so I if believe you play D&D, you'll learn how to cast actual satanic <laughs> spells. If you take up sorcery and the wild magic, you'll be able to roll real, real dice and maybe you'll turn into a potted plant or something. No, I'm still winning. Mm-hmm. So every week I go to D&D and I. Lee, I drive away again, and I'm not a potted plant. Like, what's the fucking point? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Mm. I think, so I think this up. this works in an audio medium, as the the audience can can hear your reaction. I'm gonna post uh, two cards in in scheduling, and you can sort of Ooh. look at the names mm-hmm. of the cards and sort of see if there are maybe some places where four kids may have slipped up slightly in naming mm. the cards. Uh-huh. Oh, great. Now, uh-huh. I do want to say that Black Luster Soldier is a pretty fucking sick name. I it is. is mm-hmm. So okay, we've got Magician of Black Chaos here. Yeah. Right. So we have both Chaos and Black in a card name all at once. And it's <laughs> oh, like, wow. <laughs> kind of stumbled there. But there might have been one where, and to be honest, this... I'll be honest, maybe they... And this like, guy looks satanic. I mean, this guy is extremely satanic. He and looks so fucking cool. To be blunt, oh. extremely oh. homosexual. Uh, oh, yeah. This, this oh, card yeah. turns my children gay. Oh, mm. very much so. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! very nearly turned me gay. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, it's, I mean, Magician of Black Chaos is, like, a beautiful face and long hair and leather and him being, like, crucified by thousand eyes restricts like eye magic that was that but the strongest huh. was like Merrick Phallic just like stripping and having this like full body back tattoo pretty cool remember when that you rode was, a motorcycle that was some very mm-hmm. strong pre-sexual energy nice um what's the second card yes the second card um th- this i look at and it's like maybe they did this on purpose <laughs> <laughs> Great! <laughs> it is just a, it is just called black magic ritual, huh? It is just called black magic ritual. Taking the piss. Yeah, they sure yeah. did. 
Well, well, I I gotta say <laughs> that is just like that is you're asking for trouble at that point. You're just like you're daring. Like, come on, they're very <laughs> lucky. Well, you, they know that not that everybody's distracted by Pokemon and Harry Potter. They're not paying attention to you. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're we can very, just call it Black Magic Ritual. This is fine. They're very lucky that they weren't able to. Uh, that some uh, some televangelist wasn't able to like get this from their booster packs. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's <laughs> if, are these like rarer cards than like Dark Magician and Red Eyes Speed Dragon? Like, are they just a bit harder to find or something? They are harder. They are they are rarer. Um, I don't mm. remember what boosters they were in, as opposed to like Dark Magician and Red Eyes Black Dragon were cover cards on uh-huh. uh, starter decks. So like, yeah, like you guys, like you're so everyone. Your homework is to go through and plot me a graph between like card rarity and like card satanicness, and we'll see if there's any like correlation there. Um, yeah, you know, as as research homework. Yes, just go buy a bunch of booster packs. <laughs> yep, go yeah, yeah, yeah. buy a bunch of. Uh, I'm 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 looking. I'm trying to figure out what this four letter abbreviation what booster that is oh no these are speed duel cards oh oh wait a minute hey, wait we're not there minute. yet get that shit out of here that, that might duels. be it that might be no, it. no 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 no. these are these are reprints there are oh. no or, there are no original speed duel cards um they're just reprinted and have speed duel written on them okay okay got it cool and so Shoot. i just oh, grabbed the, the the first image on on the wiki um and they're used the speed duel versions because those are recent prints and they have high quality scans of them all right folks mm-hmm. I, but, but these um, are the same prints that they had before like the same yeah they, they're just okay. the card was just reprinted they, they, t- 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 i'm cutting us off because i want to get on to questions because <laughs> we do have a few questions that are actually relevant to this episode and we can't just shove yeah, was that the, the end bag. of your discussion dr Kagan? uh yeah i mean uh there I, I, i'll all right i'll just share one thing with concluding people point. this is just a this is not a concluding point this is the one where the speaker has like two minutes left at the end of their speech and they're like all right i'll tell you a joke okay, um okay. uh <laughs> so there are a lot of cards which when released uh, for some reason got utterly bizarre names um one thing you'll notice is that they uh, a thing that they attempted to do a little bit was for cards that weren't important because most of the card names are are in English in the Japanese version. They translated them into Japanese um, for the English version. Somebody thought that was clever. <laughs> um, Someone's little joke. But one card that I'm sure a lot of people have stared at a long time and have just been trying to figure out what is what is what is this card trying to. Like, what is this name? What is this card supposed to be? Is Giant Trunade, the uh-huh. card that, uh, you know, the storm card that Joey... Oh, Giant uh-huh. Tsunade. <laughs> no, it's Giant Trunade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Sarah said. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, the Japanese name of the card is Hurricane. Um, uh-huh. So, after staring at Giant Trunade for a little while, I realized Trunade is... Tornado? <laughs> oh. oh if you okay. take tornado in Japanese, tornado, you could uh. Romanize that as true name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Great. 
I don't God. know who decided to do this or why, but I cracked the fucking code. Is this allowed? Slifer John, was this yeah. you? Slifer John. Hurricane. I forget his name. What was his, what's his, Robert Slifer John or Slifer. whatever his name? Jeffrey Slifer. Roger Slifer. Roger Slifer. That is it. Are you responsible for this? <sighs> it could be anyone. I I don't think there's a whole lot of like information or interviews with four kids people. So uh it could be fucking anybody. It could Slifer even John's fault. be you. Oh fuck. <gasps> I can't believe you've done this. Okay. All right folks, I'm yes. moving us question into time. the millennium bag. It is mm-hmm. question time. Uh, we have a few that are more pertinent to this episode. Dan, could you get some from the Tumblr? Because I know there's some there. Yeah, let um, me check. Uh... But for the meantime, in the Discord, in the Mail Any and Bag channel, where we ask for questions every week, most of the time, sometimes, if you remember, Hornmeister asks, what's the deal with Jinzo? Is he okay? And He's living his best life. Co- coincidentally, uh... Longtime host of the show, regular question asker Max of the show asks: Jinzo the Returner looks somehow even more fucked up than Jinzo the regular one. Can he find love? And who would you set his veiny ass up with? He's um, going. He's going through puberty right now. He's being. He's like kind of awkward. He's a little gangly, and and his proportions haven't quite settled out yet. He'll figure it out. Yeah, we just have to wait. Like I think Jinzo just is like a good cheese like the longer you wait the better and more fucked up he gets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's a late bloomer yeah it's like a good cheese well yeah. i'm going to say uh, the japanese name of jinzo is jinzo ningen psycho shocker so jinzo ningen is artificial human so i'm going to say that he's an abomination against nature and is constantly suffering and he's not okay at all I don't think. I that's think he's true. fine. I, I don't think you should put him down like I think that. He's I think fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. We saw he him wear a big therapy. coat and a hat, and he was having he was having fun. Yeah, when fine. he had a hat, he's he gotten just over a the hat. whole being an abomination, a crime against God thing. He's over it now. He's chill. Yeah, yeah. the anime yeah. does seem to really like Jinzo because he gets played like once like... by basically a joke character, Esperovo, and then Esperovo. he shows up three more times. They're like, this guy's pretty cool. He becomes one of Joey's important cards. We're going to give him to one of our main characters so we can see him again, because we love to draw every single vein on his fucked up body. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question from Goofy and I know it, sideways priorities in the Discord. All right, since Zan being alive is obviously some kind of nonsense, what are the odds that he is possessed by Cyber Dragon or another dual spirit? Zero, it's just really funny. <laughs> Genuinely, I think this is kind of... I don't know if we'll see that much more of him. Because it is very much like, oh, this is his arc, he's normal. I life. think my theory... Look, I think I'm going to get at least half points more for my theory. I think he is going to be like in a wheelchair for the rest of the season, pretty much, if we see him at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've seen the rest of the season, so I know. Okay. Well, don't, don't tell. And spoilers: he really is possessed by Cyber and Dragon. He's going to become corrupted, and Show will have to kill him. Oh no! Wow! Oh no! Oh okay. no! Um. So yeah, last one I'm going to take from the Millennia bag is this one from Kirby the Cleric, who asks: Whenever you started Pod of Greed years and years ago, did you foresee this episode of Zombies and Ghosts from the very beginning and coordinate schedules so it would land in October of this year? No. Uh, I, no, Dan did that. Um, they're a genius. I, um, I literally just tried to figure out. 
I tried to figure out uh, how to organize the episodes. I uh, figured out who was dueling in what, uh, and that's how I decided. And also, uh, very important, uh, we did act- end up skipping a week. Or we started a week later than intended because of uh, scheduling issues. So, oh, yeah. So uh, it's it's all just perfectly serendipitous. It's the luck of the draw. No, we did plan it. Fooled you. <laughs> we planned it. Tricked your ass. <laughs> Owned. Uh, uh, and yeah, yeah so... I've pinned the rest of the questions this week to put okay, in the, so... mil- the mailbag episode. Okay. So we do have one question on the Twitter. This is from Solid Snack. Uh, they ask, what other unheard of till over 150 episodes rivalries would you want to see appear? Mm, bring back, uh, mm, bring back Chumley's dad. Not Chumley, just Chumley's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do you mean, like, like, he has a rival, or he is the rival? He is the yeah, rival. Okay. Yeah, just, like, mm. in general, for fathering and raising Chumley to be racist like that. Um, but wow. he's not racist, but he did, he did raise his son to be racist, so he's the rival. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can, it, it works like that. I raised my son to be racist as a joke. But I'm not racist. He's not racist, but. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what, what do we have on the Tumblr there, Dan? Uh, okay, okay, we've got a surprisingly large number of them. Uh, I'll just, uh, I might save these for another week, but for now, uh, I just want to read this one question. Uh, uh, Anonymous said to Pot of Greed, Psycho Shocker, Qua est se que se est? You got this. <laughs> Dan is famously bad at pronouncing French, as we found it's, out. It's a bullshit language that I hate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I agree. So. Uh, Psycho Shocker, Kesse, Kesse. Oh, Kesse. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna tell him. <laughs> I was gonna be mean. Psycho Shocker, We have been Pot of Greed. You can find us online at Pot of Greedcast on Twitter. You can join our Discord by visiting the URL Kaiba dot online. Uh, what else do we have? We have a Tumblr, potofgreed.tumblr.com, um, that we do use now. Um, you can ask us questions there. You can see us reblog stuff, I think, right, Dan? I don't uh, actually know. Occasionally I'll post stuff. I like reblogging nice. fan art. Nice. Um, and, uh, most importantly, you can give us cash money at patreon.com forward slash podofgreed. Uh, if you give us stuff at the, like, one or two dollar level, you can listen into bonus episodes such as Grugio, Yugi So, Krugio, wonderful stuff. Uh, we love that. School for Good and Evil coverage coming up next month because I worked on that movie. Um, so pay us money if you want to hear me tell you things about that. Um, at five dollar level, you can do all those things. You get a special role on our Discord. You can listen in live whenever we uh, record episodes, like several people were doing this episode. And we will shout you out at the end of episodes, such as these people. I don't actually know if this is in the right order, but I have started talking, and I don't want to stop. Kelton Crow, Emery, Joel Thomas, Riley Hopkins, and Shadow Sandbag. I really enjoyed that. Like reading out. Thank you very much, Hardwell. Thank you. It was good. Um, and at the ten dollar level, you get all those things, and we send you physical products once a year. I think if you join 
this month? I think it was last month. I'm pretty sure it's September yeah. is our cutoff date. Okay, so if you're a patron for October, November, December, and January, then we'll send you stuff next year. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. If you missed the cutoff. All right. I'm saluting. We're, we're, we're starting to plan the what the goodie boxes will be. You'll you'll see them. Yeah. You'll get them. Definitely Pharaoh phone charms. We're going to manage to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, Popcorn Argyle. Actually, Popcorn Dr. Cakey. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. David, well, who have you been? Who have I been? Yeah. And who will you be? Who will I be? Okay, that's Plug right. Plug your shit. Plug yourself. Who are you and where can people <laughs> yes. find you on the internet? Uh, I do things on the internet as Dr. Cakey, but that's a lie because I don't do anything on the internet. But I may do something on the internet someday. And if I do, I will say so on Twitter at Dr. Cakey at D-R-C-A-K-E-Y. Nice. nice. Thank you. I'm popcorning Argyle again. Okie dokie. I'm Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore funk. You can also listen to my Yakuza podcast. It is called Kamarocho Radio. I do it with friend of the show, Jordan. We are on a hiatus right now just because it's, we're busy people. It'll, mm. we'll, 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 we'll figure it You're out. You're so fucking Anyways, valid. Popcorn, Sarah. Oh, back out of me again. Hello, I'm Sarah. I'm everywhere on the internet at Sarah McCostumes. Uh, Quoth Killer Chronicles is actually back these days. Wow. Um, and I have a few other podcasts which you can like find in my bio of Twitter. So just go there and uh, see what I'm about. Popcorn Dan. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. Uh, those include Twitter at Bigger Challenge. Uh, you can visit my uh, uh, let's see Twitter at Bigger Challenge. You can listen to my other podcasts, which include include uh, uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, we are back from our hiatus. Uh, we recent. Uh, I think the next thing that's supposed to go up on the. Uh, on the queue is a an episode on some episodes of Sonic X. We had a lot of fun with that one. Uh, you can listen to uh, Video Games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxi. Uh, we should be recording later this month. and e- Unfortunately, it will not be a spooky one because we uh, kind of lost track of things. Uh, and uh, so the next episode will be on... Uh, Pokemon, the first movie, uh, uh, guest starring, uh, uh, mu- local Mewtwo expert, Emery. Uh, nice. Classic. Uh, you can listen to, uh, uh, wow, cool robot. Uh, it is a, uh, Gundam podcast. And in fact, I have spent this entire recording building my first Gunpla. Uh, oh my because, God. uh, this... I am on the series for uh, Gundam Build Fighters. Uh, Build Fighters uh, is uh, actually a lot like Yu-Gi-Oh. It is a it is a <laughs> show about uh, people battling with toy gunpla, and uh, uh, it's it it truly does say, "Wow, cool robot." Even more Literally. so than normal Gundam is it, a, it is about selling toys to children. Mm-hmm. I have completed my Zaku two, although I did take off the uh, the leg rockets because they they just don't fit on really. They they just slide around everywhere, and I can't figure out a way to hold them down. I will ask my friends who build Gunpla for advice, but in the meantime, he's just. 
fully formed and standing. He's... I've actually got him right next to a Coke can. Uh, he is exactly the same height as a can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Uh, what? That's so small. Wait, how big are American Coke cans? Uh, 12 ounces. That, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're smaller than the one, than the cans I saw in Spain. High grades uh, are about, like, four to five inches yeah. tall. Okay, that is still very small. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, that is as small as I thought it was. Damn, impressive. I, hey, 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 Dad. Yeah? Wow. Cool robot. Wow. Um, and with that, I believe it is time for us to set ourselves face down. Gotta go to the beach, set myself face down, breathe in a big huff of sand, and end my podcast. I set myself face down and my heart explodes for a third time, and I end my podcast. Uh, It keeps happening. I set myself face down, knowing with complete and utter confidence that uh, my, my style of card martial arts is the best. And end my podcast. I set myself face down, and oh no, Jinzo is out, and I'm a trap card. I can't be activated now. Oh no! Oh no, Dr. Keiki has been negated. Peach! 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 Peach.